0: Weekend here, Thursday, hour three. Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the MyTalk app. When you go to MyTalk1071.com, get your state fair merch, keyword unfair. We might not be doing the fair this year, but we can still keep the spirit alive. Yes, and we're only selling it
1: through Labor Day, correct? Correct. Um, That's the last time it'll be available. Um, Also, people, yeah? Thursday. Woo! Yeah. Thursday at 5, Laura.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just that much closer. Honestly. <laughs> to Friday, to Friday at, at 6. six. <laughs> at 6, you're right. <laughs> Here we are. And I don't know why. It's, it's not right? like
2: we're all have these exciting plans. Nothing to no. do this weekend. Although I am going to music. You're going two days in a row. I'm, I'm going to the relief sessions in Burnsville. I'm going to see the Flamin' O's on Friday night and then the suburbs on Monday. No. They're Sunday, Monday. Sunday and Monday night. The suburbs are yeah, Monday Yeah. You're night. Sunday. Yeah. You've so, got stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's, you know, kind of fun. And Casey and I did make a couple of, I, I made restaurant reservations because, I don't want to cook in the, you know. No, I know. Really, I want, I just said, we need to support restaurants.
1: You, you really do. I mean, when we heard Surly closing yesterday, oh. Yeah. And there's Butcher and Boar, and there's so many, yeah.
2: Well, it doesn't surprise, you know, like a downtown Minneapolis. I mean, who's going downtown? I mean, for what? There's There's nothing. All the reasons we'd go downtown and end up eating out were because we are going to plays or shows. Or, I mean, so I can see why, um... I was really like heartbroken over little Tijuana. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, little oh, T, little T, those the chips. Oh gosh, it's been there so long. They it's did, went through everything. So they, anyway, we'll talk about all our food stuff with the Seventy Steph March. March she, her
1: phone automatically updated when no, she was supposed to call in. Those are done. She
2: fell into a vat of tomato butter act what what you real think staff,
1: if you're listening, that makes me even happier that of course it was the potent tomato but- butter
2: that's right, okay, okay, so uh Julia, a uh, couple of interesting little Hollywood nuggets, okay? okay, first of all, I know you weren't tracking this, but I am, but we're approaching the second week in a row with no. Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas paparazzi stroll. Oh, I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why. Work. They're in London. They're quarantining. Right. And he's going to be doing something. And today, the James Bond trailer, the movie oh. that. That has remember the drama. She's in this, right? Anna Diarmas is in this. She plays a CIA agent, Paloma. Paloma, who can like if you watch the trailer, Holly posted it. I mean, she's she takes out somebody with you know a two jumps up in the air with the two foot karate kick. Ooh, kick. Okay, okay. So she's a CIA agent, and when this movie was supposed to come out this spring. Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, and Anna DeArmas, they had already begun to do press and promotion. Right. They were on GMA, a couple right. of late-night shows, then the pandemic, and the release date kept getting pushed back, and No Time to Die is in the same kind of situation as tenant. The studios will lose an enormous amount of money, money if, people if don't millions see it. of people right. don't see it. So um, this movie is supposed to be coming out um november 20th i believe so the the new they've given us a little bit more of a trailer and
1: posted it on the Lori and julia show page i'm watching it right now it it looks looks
2: amazing. i do love a bond so do i it does look really good and um i have a question holly maybe you'll know it because you're kind of the resident movie why do so many bond villains have physical deformities
1: because it, you can't be that evil unless you've
2: but been it, burned or been...
1: Isn't uh, that ableist? I do want... Oh, what is the new word, ableist? I'm just saying. He's, oh, Laurie... Can you give her a ding, Holly? What the <laughs> hell? Aren't you an ableist if you're doing that? Uh, yeah, honestly. They all have that stuff, though. I know, but Back i Back mean, to Jaws.
2: Remember the big character, Jaws? That's why I'm just wondering what it that is, if you knew or had ever heard about. I don't. That is speculated. But I you, don't
0: know James Bond lore to okay. the extent, but only, I think, probably because there is precedent for that kind of thing in quote unquote James Bond villains being that okay yeah you know like Julia said going back to like 50 they 60 years have ago something
1: wrong well because they're damaged on top and they were damaged somehow by their looks or something they were right, b- like Rami Malek in this is, one is burned he's like looks like he's been burned and has pock marks yeah and then M is not Judi
2: Dench you know it's right. Ray Fines Ooh. Okay casting in there.
0: I like yeah. it. And uh oh.
2: and Anna Darmus is super sexy. She looks gorgeous. She looks real, real good. And guess what uh she and Daniel Craig are, are gonna have in common for the second November in a row. They're both gonna be in the biggest blockbuster. Well, last year they were starred in Knives Out, which opened That's right. That, same weekend, yeah. and this year they're starting. She was so cute in that movie, wasn't she? She
1: really is something.
2: So, here's the deal why we haven't seen Ben, Anna, Ben, and Bond is that Matt, or excuse me, um, Ben is filming uh, this movie called The Last Duel, which is directed by Ridley Scott, co starring Matt Damon. They and were Adam working Driver. on that, and forever. Matt was in Ireland yes. during the early part, and production was going to. S- was going to resume around now anyway back through so October. So I think they're in Dublin because um, that's where Matt Damon was found somewhere around there in the city because they were
1: coveting up
2: with his family. And if you see there's, they are not broken up these two. Matt Damon? No, Ben Affleck and Ann Armist. Oh, That's no. not no. why they mm-hmm. haven't been seen. They're just quarantining.
1: I didn't think that at all. Yeah. But well, thank some you. of the tabloids are gonna
2: like try and say that they've thank busted it up for clicks. They're very much they're very much together, Julia. And another thing that yes, I Sarah? think very interesting is that Us Weekly's cover story this week. Uh, oh, the Scientologists. Scientology is is its cover, Scientology's Prison, Trapped for Life. The controversial church is under more scrutiny than ever. Why its most famous members can't walk away. So they are trying right for newsstand sales because they put Chadwick Bozeman up in the corner. And the story is really not much of anything. But what I take more from the story on this is that because. I just think no one is afraid of Scientology anymore. They mm-hmm. have been exposed. And the three big people they have, Tom Cruise is the head of it. Yeah, You got John Travolta and you have Kirstie Alley, who's just been yelling in the wind for several years now.
1: And drinking and, special water. And
2: Elizabeth Moss doesn't really say much of anything. Nope. And Danny Masterson is, you know, his legal stuff is going forward. And I just think that... um the Us Weekly, they're just like we got to get some newsstand sales, and they're kind of hoping that having those, the three, John, Kirstie, and Tom, and yep. they they make it sound like one of them is leaving.
1: I know I, I'm I'm listening to that,
2: and there no one is leaving. But here's one thing that has been long rumored and I think it was basically confirmed maybe by Tony Ortega right. to us, is that in the John Travolta-Kelly Preston marriage, she was the one who was gung-ho.
1: Yep, not John.
2: Scientology, and he wanted to leave after their son died. Jet. Jet, and notice when she passed away that he made a point of thanking all the medical people. Yes. He might have zero you know, blanks to give about and wanting to leave. Yeah, at this point, because who cares? Yeah. yeah, yeah, who cares? But the the thing is, is that he's got a daughter, Ella, that has been and a raised son, in ben.
1: A, Yes, and but he's young.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just saying though that you know, look at what Tom Cruise did. You know, he walked mm-hmm. away from one child and turned two kids against their mom. Right. He's mm. not. It, no one is leaving. It's just kind of. Uh, but I feel like the 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 thing that's going on is that. Scientology is losing its power. Mm -hmm. And I think what's flowing out is greater than what's coming in.
1: Well, they they own, you know, St. Pete now. Isn't it that their headquarter area? Clearwater. 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 I mean, they own all the real estate and all the places
2: and people. But all that, all those buildings that they own all over the place, someone's got to pay for them. I mean, they don't, it's not like you own them free and clear. You know, there's all this. I don't know. I just feel like they just... They've lost their fizzles, the shizzle. Very, very much so. Leah Remini's got, uh, she and Mike Rinder do their podcast every week. And, right. You know, she's got other, I i don't know. I just think that uh, that um, John Travolta is having a wake-up call with with Kelly yeah. passing away. And he's been the one who's been easy to bring back, because I think Scientology got rid of some of his masseuse lawsuits yes. back in the day. Back in the day. day. I mean, I don't know if you can ever have too much dirt on somebody that they couldn't leave.
0: Well, at this point, I think it would be like, yeah, exactly. Who cares? I've
2: lost my son.
1: I've lost my wife. I'm done. What else can I lose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of, who cares? I just want to be me, you know? Tom oh. is the
2: one that should leave. He, he could won't. be. If but, he left,
1: it would be like, it would be the hugest story. But he, Lori, he, that. No. He's given up. You don't give he, away a daughter. Oh, yeah. You do not give up being a parent. He's a true. He's a true blue Scientology.
2: Yeah. She. Guy. Yeah. I don't know. So Travolta seems like the one who would leave. Yeah. But there's really no confirmation in no. that story. But it's. It's, it's a good
1: juicy headline.
2: Yeah, it really is. But mm-hmm. I can save people money. Ah, I foiled Just Weekly. I'm so sorry, by people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
0: Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert Dirt All right, Alert, Dirt Holly, Dirt I know Alert, you're bringing Dirt us something good. Oh, yeah. Bringing you some Jane Fonda juicy vintage gossip. Now, this is from a new New York Times article. And Jane Fonda talking about all sorts of things, including some of the things that she regrets in life. Mm. And one of those things is that she regrets not sleeping with Marvin Gaye. I love that. How did this come about? Well, apparently at the time, back in the day... Jane Fonda was out and about trying to organize different concerts because she was with her husband Tom Hayden at the time, a political activist. Okay, okay, yeah, political activist, and uh, because the whole thing, sidebar, the Jane Fonda workout, the whole reason the Jane Fonda workout started, it was a fundraiser for all of her political activities and Tom Hayden stuff, like all the money. I did not know that it got funneled into that because with the Jane Fonda workout, she was that's what she did, and she liked doing it. And then had the idea, well, okay, maybe I can monetize this and I'm going to funnel all of this money that I make in my workout tapes into social justice work. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, that sidebar. Okay. So, trying to organize those kinds of things, apparently, uh, she said, uh, Marvin Gaye, she said, I want, he wanted to. And I didn't. I was married to Tom, and I was meeting a lot of performers to try to do concerts for Tom. And the woman who was helping me do that introduced me to Marvin Gaye. And uh, so apparently, uh, damn it, she said I couldn't do it. But apparently, but she regrets it. But now. she regrets it now. And Jane Fonda learned later that Marvin Gaye had her picture on his refrigerator because she was such a babe. She said, I didn't find that out until later after he was dead. Hmm. Hmm. So what could have been? What could have been?
2: What's interesting, I think, too, about Jane Fonda is that she's talked about very, very much in her memoir and in interviews and stuff like that. And I think this is true for many, many women, maybe more of people who are older because Jane is in her 80s. But you're defined so much of your life yeah. by a man, mm-hmm. whether it's the first your dad and then the the boyfriends that you have or the, the husband or whoever. And then Jane has said it wasn't until she was 60s in her right. 60s and she was free and she loved it. And she's like, why didn't why didn't I do this sooner? Because she catered. She very much catered, I think, you know, a well, lot here of people she do. Is starting- do She's having her life. career
1: to raise money for her husband's. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. She did, gave up
0: acting for Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, and you, like you said, she's very candid about this. Uh, yeah. And even in this new interview, so this is with Maureen Dowd, I love the title. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping This interview, it's called uh, Jane Fonda, intergalactic eco warrior in a red coat. I love it. I love (laughs) it
2: because, of course, yeah, with
0: alluding to Vadim yes Roger Vadim Mm -hmm. Barbarella all of those kinds of things and she said you know her relationship her dad Henry Fonda where she was defining I'm gonna please my dad I'm gonna please Roger Vadim I'm gonna Mm -hmm. please Ted Turner all of these kinds of people now she did talk about her relationship with Marlon Brando they starred alongside each other in the movie The Chase I don't know if you guys have seen that the photo of those two is gorgeous yeah during that movie Jane Fonda and Mylon Brando.
1: Brando was absolutely beautiful.
0: Stunning human beings. But apparently it was not really that impressive. She said it was disappointing. Oh, she had sex with him?
2: Yeah. Yes. And then supposedly, didn't Quincy Jones give us an interview last year where he said... Marlon Brando and Marvin Gaye got it on? Yes. Did some sexual healing. That and
0: or Richard Pryor. I think. It was Marlon- Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that who it yeah, was? It was okay. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Well, in this
2: photo that Marvin or uh, Marlon Brando has no underwear on, you can totally see the chubbin' nubbin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: surprise me at all so you can read the full uh, article Uh, Jane Fonda in the New York Times she's talking a lot of different things uh Real Housewives of New York news Leah McSweeney says that Dorinda Medley is going to be fine after she was fired from the show yeah. And Leah McSweeney talking on the Jenny McCarthy show. She said, you never know if you're on the chopping block or not about being Leah a real housewife. Saying that she hasn't even she's had been, one complete she's one season. Year. I know. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and it's here's what she has to say about it. She's like, I was definitely shocked. But at the same time, I feel like anything goes. And she did acknowledge that Dorinda had a quote difficult season. Ooh. He did. But she was still surprised by the news. As she said that Dorinda is beloved, she's great on TV. And she's not going to be on this season, but you know, she's going to be fine. Do you think that she's going to go back on TV in any way, shape, or form? Who, Dorinda? Yeah, Dorinda. Who, doing what? I don't know. I mean, make it nice for QVC, clothing, line? I don't know. or Would you I, be interested in anything that she has to I do? I like, I, you know, I like I I
2: Dorinda. You know what? I listened to a little, she had for a little period of time, she had a little, a once a week radio show on Radio Andy, oh, uh-huh. but I haven't heard it for a long, long time. And so I don't know if she, if that didn't get
0: renewed or whatever. So maybe she's just going to be taking a break, taking and it she's easy She's going to go now. the
2: way of Jill Zarin. I mean, she's yeah. just going to pop up. No, she, we're not going to see her on TV, Jules. All
0: right. I'm yeah. okay with that, too. Right. You're, you're fine with this. Now, you guys have to tell me whether or not you talked about this story yesterday concerning Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and Us Weekly. Please. So the headline is that Brad Pitt doesn't care if Angelina Jolie will lash out over bringing his new girlfriend, Nicole Podorowski, to Chateau Miravel.
2: He, I've he, we've already lashed out at him. <laughs> yeah,
0: he does he
2: he does care, which is why he let the world know that he was going to Miraval with this girl. So he does care and she cares too because she did the paparazzi stroll with the kids. He did. Totally. So a source. Telling, I tried to tell you
0: that yesterday and you disagreed. I
2: know, but I agree with you. <laughs>
0: you've came. You've come it's wishy-washy around here. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, a source exclusively tells Us Weekly that taking Nicole to Miraval on their former wedding anniversary, Brad knows exactly what he's doing and the reaction it's going to get from Angelina. And that quite frankly, he doesn't care if Angelina's going to lash out and he well,
2: expects that she will. You know what, he, he didn't expect that the suburban mom minivan majority who's loved him long, long time would be like so me upset so about upset. him being a being a fool. Yeah
1: guy. That's oh. what he
2: didn't expect. He didn't expect such a bad Backlash. rollout. And how is a movie star of, of a certain age going to be with somebody who lives her life online at twenty seven year old? Right. right. Who's married
1: to someone else, else with the kid with a kid?
2: And who's, her husband is like 40 years older than right. she is. And she's posting new Instagrams all the time. And there's always like a Brad Pitt thing. She follows all these sta- accounts that love the two of them.
0: You know, that's interesting because I did read a theory that all of these leaks are actually from coming her. from her.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why he's the next next week, Us Weekly, will have a Brad Pitt source saying he it was us. just a light... Frolic. It was just yes. a little, you know, thing. Whatever language they're going, they're going to back way off of her. It was just
0: like to his chagrin. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So we'll move on from that because there's just a lot of hard feelings with the Brad Pitt story. This yeah. is happening. Variety reporting that The Godfather Part Three is going to come back in theaters in December, but it's going to be completely re-edited and it also is going to have a new name. It's going to be called The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. So this I hated It's that. not I going to make onion. it better. Yeah. <laughs> That's I what hated he's trying the third to do. one. Yeah, everybody well, did. Yeah. Julia, you're exactly I right. That one. Godfather Part Three was released sixteen years after Godfather Part Two. Sophia Coppola was in it with the oh just like a horrific acting job. It was very sad. She eventually recovered, but apparently it's gonna have a totally new ending. And this is what people have been doing in their spare times during yeah. the times of COVID as they go back and re edit the movie. Yeah, Just it's I not going to make it better, no. Francis. No, it really isn't. Yeah. Well, so there you go. All Just right. when they thought I was out, they pulled me back <laughs> <out. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> in. You're welcome. All right, we're going to move on from The Godfather Part Three and that tragedy to traffic.
2: Okay, here's the theory. How uh, funny was it in the control room at LAX when not one pilot, but two pilots reported the man in a jetpack at 3,000 feet?
1: Was it true, though? I thought that was... So a man... You know, I saw this jetpack thing. You know, you see him, like, in resort towns on lakes and in the ocean. White Bear Lake has one of these things where you hook it on and you just go way up.
2: Yeah. But someone did it right. Two pilots, not one, but two pilots, a control tower. And they couldn't
1: confirm it yet as of two days ago. But that, can you imagine? I'd be like, dude, yeah. do you want (laughs) to get hit by an airplane? Yeah, right. How how dumb are you? And I don't want my plane to go down because you're dumb.
2: I know, but I was thinking about David Blaine and his going up with the umbrellas. There's something called like epoxy or... It's something we didn't get. go up with umbrellas he went up with balloons Ballons, but I mean epoxy <laughs> but there's something about where there's you there's no you oxygen lose, to right. breathe so this guy in the jetpack must have had an he oxygen must have had an oxygen
1: tank on him because you couldn't yeah. breathe. yeah it's 3,000 feet up,
2: wasn't Ooh, it the yeah. jetpack guy yeah
1: mm-hmm. Wow.
2: okay so here is the theory What's for the theory you? when someone does that Well, do you think Americans are more selfish right now or selfless? What would you just guess? During I, the por- coronavirus. I think uh,
1: selfless, but now I think it's starting to get selfish.
2: Okay. Because well, I think it's burnout. Okay. Well, here is an uplifting survey, All Julia, right, that shows thankfully and admirably that Americans are genuinely more concerned for others during the pandemic. Oh,
1: that makes me happy.
2: Results show that people generally report worrying more about their loved one's health or worried about unknowingly spreading the virus to others than their own well-being this is research from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and the University of Pennsylvania and they surveyed more than 3,000 Americans on their coronavirus worries and the research suggests that increased resilience is associated with lower levels of pandemic anxiety and depression but um, it's been a mentally challenging time for people. And so um, the researchers had the theory that the pandemic was a good time to study resilience among Americans because here's what the, here's how they got their money. The researchers to study mental resilience during a pandemic is unprecedented because we haven't had one. Correct. And they didn't do it like back in 1918. Right. So the, Researchers were just salivating that there's like going to be all these things to study Whoa, about people. Oh my gosh! Right about yes. So anyway, because uh, sometimes they think that you know when you look at news or you look online, you're just like, oh, everybody's fighting and everybody oh, hates each other. Yeah. And it was uh, a total of it was Americans and Israelis, ages eighteen to seventy nine, participated. Okay. And basically, um, they worry much more about their family members are infecting people than getting worried about ourselves. Like 50% of people worry about that than themselves. I would blah, agree blah, blah, with blah. that right. though. Don't
1: you? Because yeah, right. we all have loved mm-hmm. ones that are, that you don't want to get it because you do not know what will happen.
2: Yeah. So anyway, it, it was published in translational psychiatry, but they just feel like, um, that if the resi- the more resilient you are with handling the facts of it that you got to stay distance you got to wear a mask and you're accepting about how it's all passed on the more resilient you are in terms of your anxiety your level of depression your level of being worried is that you you with you pick yourself up by the bootstraps. If you can, if yep. you're not having, you know, yep. like a, where you need to take some medication. So anyway, they said Americans are really on the, it's more kindness than not. That's that's a really
1: nice, ha- help, hopeful, happy thing, Lori. Okay. Thank now, you.
2: Here is another theory. Have you ever wondered how much money in your lifetime you'll spend on toilet paper or other random or sundry things? You know how they do those yes. things? Well, I'm trying to
1: think of what we would spend the most. Probably tea. You know, it's amazing how much it costs. Like 20 bucks for like 12 rolls. I mean, it's not have, cheap anymore. The
2: average American, <laughs> if you live to be 84 years old. And you, you use see, more than three sheets at a time. You will spend over $11,000 in your lifetime on toilet paper. That is not as high
1: as I thought it would be. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be closer to like 20.
2: No. No, no, no! Because people spend on average one hundred and eighty-two dollars a year on toilet paper.
0: Hmm. Got to keep it clean. Got to keep it clean. <laughs> that feels low. It's been an
2: extra fifteen a month since the pandemic yeah, started. Just, yeah. Yep. Okay. The survey was put. Also, we um, uh, they. What else did they say that we spent money paper on? Paper towels. Paper towels. Yes. Um. But Americans try. 62% of people use reusable gar- grocery bags. We used to before the pandemic. But now they want people now to
1: they
0: because want they're running out of
2: paper bags. Oh, I didn't know that. They want you to start bringing back your I didn't bags. know
0: we could do that. Oh, that- I think that the grocery store people just don't want to touch your bag. To so touch if you're your going to bring oh, the bag, then you have to do it sure, yourself. Fine. Right? I didn't know that because yes. I thought
1: there was this huge rule. They didn't want germs to go back and... In, in- so, all right, well, I didn't know that. That yeah. makes me cuz I hate using the their bags. I'd prefer to use my own.
2: Right. Almost 70% of people use reusable coffee mugs or water bottles. Oh, sure. And um but uh, what else? And, and people are open to buying a bidet if they could afford one. This was all about. Um, I still think you have to be. How do you dry off from the bidet? You buy
1: the bidet with a blow dryer.
2: That's right, the fancy one. So that, that one's Oprah like five has. grand. Yeah, that's really okay, expensive. So you so could just get one of those little handheld fans that you get at the fair. Yeah, like,
1: I just <laughs> think that would be a
2: lot of extra work. Yeah, um, eight thousand dollars will be spent on paper plates in your lifetime. Nine thousand dollars on plastic bags. on uh, tissues and $10,000 on paper towels. Oh, geez, y'all. That's a lot. Anyway, Tushy did that survey for us. They had that. Now, here, do you believe this theory? Half of parents squabble with grandparents over parenting?
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, and the reason I think that would be true is that, um, you know, I think the beauty, everyone would say, if you had your own children to be a grandparent, you get to like spoil them and do everything naughty with them and then leave. And be the fun person right? and then just leave. right? And so then I think it would make the parents be like, you know, come on, we don't do it that way. And now I have to undo what you've done or something. Yeah. That would be the only reason I would think about it. Or do parents think their children aren't parenting good enough? Does it happen in the opposite direction? The things I don't that, want to care about. This. The
2: things that parents, that grandparents will say to their like the to their Children, kids, right? About how they're raising their kids, manners, yeah, discipline, and screen time. These are the three squabbles, right?
1: I think anyone would, yeah,
2: yeah. I've never squabbled with, but you know, I am a you are a glamour. I am a glamour. I am not a. I am not a real mom, so. I'm, a, I'm like a fairy godmother, grandmother. I don't get involved in those types of details. No. You know, no. discipline. No. Ugh. when When I got married Why to KC, he was like, he goes, no, remember, you're not going to be involved in any discipline with the kids. I'm like, you yes. don't want to. <laughs> right? You're, you have the best job. I was involved with manners. Right. I was a stickler for a thank you card. Yes, you were. Yeah. Okay. Here's one more. Uh, theory Here's a reason to be glad that we didn't live in prehistoric times, Joya, because we would have had to worry about the terror crocodiles that grew 33 feet long and their teeth were the size of bananas.
1: Okay, that makes me happy. <laughs> Yay! Someone, someone else had to live through that crap. That's that right. That would scared you know, I'm grateful we didn't live then.
2: Yeah, the terror crocodile. crocodile. It was a real thing researchers found it. It was published in the Journal of Vertebrate Paleontology. Oh, I
1: love that you're reading that now. <laughs>
2: the Journal of Vertebrate Paleontology. <laughs> oh, Julia, so exciting. Anyway, from the bite mark. Anyway, they discovered this, and they call it the terror crocodile. 33 feet long, oh. with teeth the size of bananas.
1: Oh, that's so B, like 33 feet long. They say it
2: was the biggest uh, crocodile they think to have ever existed. They haven't found any other bones. The, where
1: did they find the bones?
2: Uh, where do you think they found Florida. them, Julia? They found them uh, everywhere from West Montana to Northern Mexico. And then they found a, an East Coast uh, terror going up and down New Jersey oh. to the Mississippi. Oh yeah! Basically I imagine
1: all seeing that. I would just yeah, yeah. Anyway. I get in my jet pack and go up.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm doing. All I'm right. doing that. That was just a mishmash of theories. It was fine. All, all right, right. We'll, we'll be right back with the rest of the headlines. Can't
0: this Can't fight this
2: that song line. just doesn't get old. Oh, I still play it all the time. Okay, so
1: um, we had someone just email us, Lori, that said, "Lori, thanks." Because you were talking about an ableist in the mm-hmm. new um, Daniel Craig
2: James Bond movie. Well, I just said, why are all the James they, Bond villains always disfigured, disfigured in some or way? And some I said, way. it's ableist.
1: It's ableist. And so um, Jill sent us a note using a physical disability as a sign of a terrible person is absolutely ableist. I didn't know what the definition meant. Yeah. And thanks, Lori, for pointing that out. All right. And thanks, Joe, for your yeah. email. You thought I was just making it up? I thought you were making up a word. Because I did make up waitist. Well no. We've I've had that way before you. I'm from a waitist family.
2: You are, but I don't you never called it that I, until I called it that. Oh Lori. So yeah, you just, just take take I she, did.
1: Lori dresses like me now. She's turned into me. Oh my I How dressed so? Like How so, Show her your tennis shoes. Well, Would you well, okay? She Stick up your to feet. Dress Hold on. Wait. Like a rock and roll chick. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm
2: not going to any rock and roll shows. Watch. Oh, i at me on Sunday. I'm sorry to hurt you. Yeah. Oh. Take a picture so we can see it. Well, very cute tennis. Thank oh, you. They're
1: beyond. And they're, her yes. top is so darling. It's like a chambray. Yes. Um,
2: short sleeve shirt from Poppy. You did very well shopping yesterday. I went to Poppy's on Grand Avenue. And they're very big Seventy five percent off. Already, the sale prices. But every so things were
1: like twelve dollars. I think and, any store you go to right now in the Twin Cities, there's but fantastic
2: sales going on. Really Macy's some is unbelievable. having a huge one this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable deals. Okay. Well, speaking of fashion, so the you know the Venice Film Festival is going on. Yes, so, it is. Holly posted just a little bit. It's only been two days, but Matt Dillon, you got to click on the photos. His his beard and his hair couldn't be dyed any darker. The girlfriend must be in her twenties. Oh, there you go. All right, so that's a good Hollywood That's all I, I could say. And Tilda Swinton is there, and Kate Blanchett, not too many people. There's like four. Yeah. Yeah. But, we'll, anyway. take <laughs> on, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. And then also, um, another movie that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in February, which if you watch Mrs. America on FX, when you kind of watch the trailer, you're like, oh, I recognize some people from Mrs. America, but it's called... Um, the Glorias, and it's based on Gloria Steinem's memoir, My Life on the Road. Right. So we have Alicia Vikander playing the young Gloria. We and have her
1: for a long time. Julianne
2: Moore playing the older yes. one. It looks really good. It does.
1: And we saw the Gloria at the History Theater oh, last year. That was wonderful. That was so good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Megan sat down with Gloria and they had that lovely chat in Montecito. Oh, I'm so sick of them. Oh, joy. Oh, You're Julia. sick of everything. And Bette Midler plays Bella Abzug.
0: That's a good. I'm interested in this movie, even to see where it's like. The deep impact in Armageddon of Gloria Steinem movies, well, being like you have two yeah. of the same stories, but being told a little differently. Yeah, even though we saw Mrs.
2: America, I still, I wanted to know and more about the these play. women. Yeah, and in the, the play, play was like... I like wanted anything. to know more about Shirley Chisholm yep. and just the other women that were in the movement. And anyway, it looks... Janelle Monet. Yeah, it really, does look good. It looks so good.
1: So. Okay, so... Um, the Star Tribune has been doing 12 days of the fair every day in the paper and online and um, they they're doing like the on grandstand shows where they had specific musicians that they curated a list, mm-hmm. Chris Riemenschneider Schneider and John Bream and um, went and asked people to do special two, one, two, three, four, five song performances for um, just the Star Tribune audience and you can go watch it on their website. Um, Dan Wilson, from Semisonic. Semisonic and Dan Wilson and writes songs for everybody. Um, he is doing an acoustic um, couple songs today. And his first song that he's singing is Falling. And that's, that's a good. That story, that song he says is about the view from the Ferris wheel at the Minnesota State Fair. Just feel
2: like cool. you're falling Oh, maybe really we can play cool.
1: it tomorrow oh of course yeah it's really kind of cool and semisonic has some new songs out they came out about a month ago we just never got around to playing it mm-hmm. but anyway I thought that was really kind of cool and um we also have learned that for the un something things that Mick thrillings during the un- or the relief sessions. the relief sessions that a second suburb show has been added to Labor Day right um because Chris Hawking, was going to be performing, but he someone, hockey, Chris Hoppy, someone on his team at KFan got um, coronavirus, and now he has to quarantine for fourteen days. Oh. So they're canceling his show. At and five. Mick, at five and Mick Sterling asked the suburbs if they would do another five o'clock show. So you might have an opportunity because suburbs
2: has out. been sold out for mm-hmm. weeks. Well, it's sold out right away. Yeah, yeah really and there's did. a lot
1: of great shows happening this week and there too.
2: And you can have up to six people in your car. Yeah,
1: so there's. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to go out and
2: yeah just hear mm-hmm. some like music and do all that. I'm kind of excited about going to tell you the truth. Oh of what course. shows are you seeing? I've seen the flaming O's on Sunday and but like Saturday night there's a, a Whitney, a gal member That's Rick supposed told to be us. so amazing. I think the gal's coming from England, England, and she's amazing. And um like tonight it it was the International Reggae All Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but for the most part, really the bands that are playing, uh Prince, the Chase Innovation, that guy is Friday night. Um and they, there's free music in the afternoons. In the too. afternoons, and they can take two hundred and fifty cars. You just have to register. Yep. So like Patty Peterson is playing tomorrow, Fun. like at five o'clock, and you just go to the reliefsessions.com. dot com, but there's really a eclectic lineup of music, local people that, you know, they're they're getting paid for a yes. gig. You know? Yes. And they've got food trucks, six food trucks there, right. and they give you the number and they deliver the food. And It's
1: really and kind it's, of, Mick Sterling really did an amazing job yeah, setting he, this whole thing up. Yeah, he really did. And people, this,
2: you've talked to people have been who yeah, absolutely loved it. It just said it was so fun to yeah dance. Gotta feel normal. And yeah, hear a good band, and the sound was good. And mm-hmm. Anyway, we're good because tomorrow's Friday. Yay! Thank you. Thanks, Holly. We'll be back tomorrow.
1: Everyone have a good night. Job done. Off you go. <laughs>